What's up, guys? Welcome to the Who Better Than You podcast, the podcast where we dive deep into self-development and how to implement more of it into our daily lives. My name is Gina. I'm a 28-year-old fitness coach and yoga instructor, and I have met many other women in their 20s sharing the same struggles as me. I figured it was time to get raw about what it's like navigating life at this age, half figured out, half hot mess. Get ready to embrace your inner strength, defy expectations, and step into your power. It's time to conquer imposter syndrome and become the unstoppable force God has created you to be. No matter what life throws at you, there's nobody better than you for this journey. Let's dive in. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Who Better Than You podcast. My name is Gina, and I am your host for the show. So I hope you guys are having a great week. It is Monday evening here for me as I'm recording this. And I can't lie. I kind of already feel like I'm just having a week. I'm just having a week. So I was thinking about what I want to talk about tonight. And I've, of course, I have some ideas written out of things that are just, you know, have been on my radar that have passed my mind. And I'm like, oh, great, great idea for an episode. Um, but I'm going to kind of ad lib today because I had a situation happen to me and it, what could have been really annoying, um, I feel like ended up being a really good lesson for me. So I think that I can just talk about this some more, elaborate a little bit more about Uh, some takeaways for it and how it can be applied into your everyday life. So basically what happened, I'll make this a long story short. The point of it all is my, I do a Bible study. Okay. I started going to Bible study uh, last winter uh, through the church I go to. It's called Amplify. When I first found a small group, I didn't know literally anybody. (laughs) I just showed up at, uh, the girl's house. And I was like, I, this is something I think that I need in my heart. And I wanted to make it a part of my routine and it ended up being one of the best things I've ever done. And we concluded it back in May just for summer vacation and stuff. So one of the girls that was in the group actually started her own group. The kickoff for it was tonight at seven o'clock. So I've been really excited for this. Um, been looking forward to it all summer. I'm someone that really thrives on having routines. So just knowing that every Monday at seven o'clock, this is what I do. Um, is there's something about it that's really fulfilling to me, but also more importantly, it's being around other women in Christ and being able to learn how to champion each other, uh, through, through everything really. So, To put that into perspective, I've been really excited about this starting up again. So I made my schedule today that I could basically have all my things done by five o'clock. I wanted to be out of work on the road to get home because the girlies will get it. It was hair wash day to wash my hair. And I also wanted to, I didn't meal prep my food yesterday. And I wanted to just like get the next two days done because I have a lot going on this week. Anyway, irrelevant. So I gave myself the time, right? I sat in the traffic, whatever. I get home 
And when I go to get into my house, I realize I don't have my house key. Now, I never not have my key, but we went to watch the Steeler home opener yesterday and I didn't want to lug around my thick keys in my little crossbody. So I just took my singular key with me. I literally, I never do this. Like I said, never do this. So I don't have my key. Luckily, my roommate works about 15 minutes from our house. So it's, it's really not a big deal. However, concluding the time crunch I was on and knowing what I wanted to get done, I was like stressed because I'm like, there's no way I'm going to be able to do all this. So by the time I went and got the key and got back home, I would have about, I don't know, 25 minutes to like do the things I need to do. While I could have made it work, or showed up late, I just know myself and my absolute OCD brain would just have not been able to handle the fact that I didn't get all my things done and ready for tomorrow before I went to this Bible study, mainly because I know myself and there's just no way I would have been able to like truly be present and enjoy my time there, which is what I've so much have been craving to do, knowing that there were things that I would need to do when I came home. Cause not to mention, I start work at five 30 in the morning. So, you know, there's no, it makes sense why I would want to be prepared for the next day. Initially, I, I'm not going to lie. I did not respond to this. Well, I I should say I did not react to this. Well, I was like, I started to, to get really upset and anxious and started to like cry a little bit. And again, I know things can be worse. It's not, it wasn't like the end all be all, but you know, that feeling when you just have an expectation for something and then it's just really out of your control and like you have to pivot. That's what I felt. I just felt disappointed. Like I was so on it all day to make sure that everything would just go the way it needed to go so that I could get there. And it just felt like for whatever reason, it was out of reach for me. And I felt very upset by that. And then I remembered that I teach yoga and a lot of times in my yoga classes, I talk about this very thing. I talk about reacting versus responding and how a lot, how a lot of times our knee jerk reaction is to just react because we're human and we all react to things. It's like you, it's subconscious. It just happens. But where the self-awareness comes into play, where we can take back the control is when we have our reaction and then step outside of that reaction and then choose to respond different. So what I mean by that is, again, my initial reaction was I'm upset. I feel like this is out of my control. I have to like change my mindset about what my evening is going to look like now. And of course, there was like a level of FOMO because it's the first one and you know, all these things are going through my head, but then I took a few breaths because I was truly freaking out. And then I just started to feel overwhelmed in general about everything I had to do this week, things that I didn't get to that I wanted to. Um, I can't lie. Like I was drinking yesterday at the game. So I feel like all day today I had some level of like anxiety. It was just such a bad combination of things. So I think when I sat there and I took a few breaths, I, was able to change my response. And at that point, I recognized within myself, like, okay, I have two options here. I can manically run around 
and get into the car and feel frantic because that energy is just the worst and I have to get gas. And then you know how that goes. I'm going to hit traffic and I'm going to be like irritable because I'm sitting in traffic. I can do that and I can prove to myself that I can get there or I can just try to see this from a new angle that I don't know, maybe God wanted me to stay home and rest for the evening and spend time with him because I'll be fully transparent. I haven't opened my Bible in weeks. So maybe it could look like that. I don't need to be, even though it's great and I love the accountability, I don't need to be in a space with other people to encounter the presence of God. Maybe that's the lesson in that for me because I was so reliant on this group to like keep that connection in my life. So, you know, when I saw it from that lens, I felt this like relief come across me because it's like maybe things don't happen to us, but they happen for us. And I I don't know that answer for certain if it was just, you know, a bad luck in that moment or if it was truly serendipity in its own way. But if that's going to help me, you know, cope with it and feel better about it, then why not? Why not? And I was able to get my stuff done, actually have enough time to sit down and film this episode and be a little more introspective about the situation. Just be real and talk about, the difference between when we react versus when we respond and the power that really we do hold. Because if I went into that and I let that dictate my my mood for the rest of the night, which I almost did, then it would just, all that chaotic energy would have just been more chaotic energy. Everything would have felt rushed or I would have just felt let down the rest of the night or like this is pointless and found no like grace in the quiet time. And I just think that when you do, when you do change that, that perspective, it, it feels, everything just feels like a little bit, if not a lot a bit lighter. Using this one example to really Uh, highlight and talk about more so the power you just have as a being, um, but also ultimately the power you have in your mindset and how you choose to see situations, right? So when we react, which again, it's, it's an emotional response. It's impulsive. So we react without much thought, we don't really consider the situation and it's it's more like immediate emotions. A lot of times it's anger, it's fear, it's frustration. I mean, just think about a time you're in a situation where it could be in traffic, it can be in conflict with your spouse or a coworker or anybody. And just how when someone immediately or something immediately like triggers you or offends you, how quick you are to react. And, and a lot of times we say things we don't mean because it's it's an emotional response, which is why a lot of times people, you know, they tell you, take a few breaths, like step away from the situation. If it's something that's still bothering you in the next day or the week or whatever, then okay, speak on it. 
But only when you're coming from a place where you're clear-minded, you don't have so much emotion attached to it, um, and you don't think you're going to react in a way that that's going to do your values and your long-term goals any dis- disjustice, right? So when we respond, responding takes a thoughtful and measured approach to a situation. It takes effort, people. It takes a lot of self-awareness to take a step back. Like I said, remove yourself from that moment, from those emotions, and assess the circumstance you're in. Consider your options for how you want to handle the situation. And most importantly, you have to then choose the correct course of action or the most effective course of action. So again, in that moment, going back to that situation for me, I could have chose to stay in that anxious energy and just let that snowball into everything else I was going to do this evening. But it's when you can take a step, understand what's happening to you and understand that it's okay that you're going to feel triggered by it. And I think that's the whole self-development journey because no matter what we are Uh, this is like, I don't love this statement, but you are who you are at your core in the sense of if you know you're innately the type of person who's gonna wanna lash out in anger, that's like your knee-jerk reaction when someone offends you, okay? Let's just say that. Or maybe you're a crier, whatever that is. That's not something that's necessarily gonna disappear, right? Like I'm not saying you can absolutely change that about yourself, but the power that you do have is to, when it happens, stop it in its track, recognize it, and then change the way you then proceed, the way you respond to that circumstance, person, thing, whatever. Because when we respond, it takes a degree of emotional regulation. You have to acknowledge your emotions, but you can't let them dictate your behavior. And that's where people get messy. I mean, think about it. Not to be like dramatic, but I think that's why people murder people sometimes. Like, I don't know, you get so angry and in that moment you do something based on pure emotion and rage that you do something I mean, you could, as far as taking a hum, another human's life. And then it's like when you come back down from that, you're like, I mean, that's an extreme example. But I can relate to that in the sense I've been in situations where, I mean, I'm never killing one, just to disclaim. But I've been in situations where someone says something that offends me or whatever. And I just, in, in that, like, I just react. I just speak on it, how I feel in that moment without even knowing all the context of the situation, knowing if it even needs to be as big of a deal as it's become because I didn't give myself the time to like go about this in a strategic way is more so what I'm getting at with this. So when you can respond, it's going to work in your favor. You're going to have a more favorable outcome almost every time. Because again, you're going to make those decisions that a value or sorry, that align with your values and what your long-term goals are as a human being, really. So, you know, there's a few things I think that are powerful about responding. And one of the sense is that you have greater control. 
again, it, it gives you your power back. It doesn't make you feel victim to the way you grew up, victim to generational curses in your family, victim to your situation that you're in. It gives you back your power. It allows you to be intentional and to make decisions that are aligned with yourself, with your higher self, rather than just being completely a basket case of emotions. Because when people are like that, then you feel like unsafe in the sense of like, you just never know what you're going to get. Do you know someone like that? It's just like, you almost have to walk on eggshells because you just truly never know what you're going to get. And I mean, how enjoyable is it to be around a person like that? It's not at all. So in that sense, number one, you have greater control. Number two, it improves your overall communication. So when we respond, you're creating a better dialogue to conversate about what it is that you're initially upset about or reacting to. You become a better listener. We can maybe even have some empathy towards that other person if it's a conflict like that. And you can express yourself more clear and calmly. It allows you to have better control over the conflict itself. And I believe it leads to a more a higher chance of resolution and almost even greater chance to relationship building. Again, in terms of speaking about conflict, this in this way, I'm thinking like with your spouse or with your partner. And this is a big one, if not the biggest. And I don't know, it feels kind of obvious, but number three, it reduces your overall stress. Imagine what it does to your nervous system when you are constantly reacting impulsively from this place of emotion, especially in a situation that you don't expect, that you didn't anticipate, right? Like for me tonight, my stress immediately increased when I was out of control of the situation. It caused me a lot of anxiety. And this is where, and I'm going to talk about this whole episode in itself, about this type of response to your anxiety, to your anxiety disorder. There is always an option to control what you can control. And oftentimes what that is, is a very small percentage of the actual situation at all. When we respond, we start to, or we can at least allow ourselves to reduce our stress by promoting a sense of a more measured approach to challenges, um, a more level-headed and action step oriented response. And with these three things, it's going to enhance your problem solving skills. I think I already said this, but it's going to allow you to see your situation from a place of like, okay, I reacted this way. Why did I react this way? And how can I respond better? And how can I take more steps every time to like limit the amount of time I stay in that reactionary space? Like if you maybe like you, this is something, again, you're always gonna have that innate knee jerk reaction. But the growth is, is that we can shorten that over time. Whereas maybe before, before you even had these thoughts, you would react to something and then roll with it and make it a big ordeal. And then it's a whole other problem. That's a whole other problem and so on and so forth. And that's just the way that you've lived your life. 
That's the way you've survived. That's the way you've learned to communicate with the world. So when you recognize it, maybe the next time you're only in that space for an hour. And then the next time, maybe it's a half hour and then 15 minutes and and whatever, whatever. Then it's five minutes. The point is, is that you recognize it and you're able to make that shift. Separate yourself from the reaction. Come from it in a place of problem solving and assess the situation from different angles. Consider potential uh, solutions and have a more effective outcome, which number five is just going to give you better long-term benefits. I mean, think about your central nervous system when you are anxious or worked up about something. You know, your whole body responds to that. So when you're able to come from it at this more level-headed approach that I've been talking about, you're going to have a more positive outcome emotionally and and honestly, probably physically as well. It's going to allow you to see things from a bigger picture and not so much of like this situation. And it's going to help you avoid making choices that you're going to maybe regret later. I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where maybe a friendship has ended or you've impulsively quit a job or you've said something to a family member that you didn't mean because you were just purely acting on that triggered state of offense. And I think it's important to reflect on those things, not from a place of judgment, but from a place of like, okay, this is what that was. I don't want to be there again. So this is what I need to do different. I think that's a really, really powerful part of this whole concept. Truthfully, this is something that I feel I could go on and on about. But those are the five key takeaways, I would say, that are essential in this idea of responding versus, or I'm sorry, reacting versus responding. Because there is always a choice and that in itself should give you your power back to know that you're not a victim of your situation or your circumstance, even if you feel that you are. You have the capability, you have the ability to look at a situation, change your perspective on it, right? I love the thought um, of maybe this isn't happening to me, but rather it's happening for me. I used to finish my yoga class with this saying, I'm probably going to mess it up right now, but it would say, what if everything that's happening in my life right now is happening for me to prepare me for all that I've asked for. And I think when you sit there and really think about that, what a uh, great way to look at your life. That every obstacle, every challenge, every setback, what if that was all happening for you to prepare you, right, in preparation for everything you've asked for. If things didn't come with adversity and challenge and hard days, then we would never get to that place where we truly feel grateful to have what we have. And then also, I don't even think we would have the capability to hold on to it because we wouldn't know just how precious that having it really is. So, 
those are my big thoughts today. Again, this was not a scripted episode. I didn't even have this down on my ideas page. It's just something that happened to me in real time. And of course, I'm going to be vulnerable with you guys. It was a very chaotic few moments for me. It took me some time to come down. I am not perfect. This is an everyday practice. And I thought to myself, why well, can't be a yoga teacher and talk about this in my classes and talk the talk and not walk the walk. So this is just a very real thing that I had to deal with today that I'm sure you're going to have to deal with sometime in the near future, if not on a daily basis, because let's face it, things truly never fully pan out the way we expect them to or think they should. But again, I think the beauty and the joy is how we choose to respond to those moments and take it from a stance of, I'm going to stay in my power and choose to embrace this detour with a sense of gratitude because I believe whatever that detour is, is working in my favor to propel me forward. So that's what I'm going to leave you guys with today. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. As always, please give this podcast a rating. Share it with any friend or family member that you feel this might resonate with. Um, Let me know. As always, I'm into suggestions and what you'd like to hear more about. And I will talk about it from the most authentic place possible. No matter what tomorrow brings, no matter what your week holds, just remember there's nobody better than you equipped for this journey.